For over a year, most North Americans avoided flying. Now, people are returning to airports, but the airlines aren't quite ready. This has led to a reduction of flights until at least mid-July, nearly 2,000 cancellations so far. Severe weather in major cities, a labor shortage, and a surging demand have taken their toll. Pilots and vendors are overworked. Southwest canceled hundreds of flights last weekend. American Airlines announcing many flights would be canceled over the next several weeks. United may soon follow. With the pandemic retreating, in the United States at least, there are far more flyers than there were even a month back. Unexpected challenges are common for us on this earth. Often, we cannot see what is just around the corner. It tests our limits. What a comfort it is to know that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. God holds us tightly in his hand, and he's never surprised or tested by anything. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a two-week-long series called In the Footsteps of Peter. The Apostle Peter and the disciples lived in a time when the Gentiles were looked down on. Even Gentile converts to Judaism were treated as second class. And this doesn't seem to have changed once they believed in Jesus. Peter still struggled with this. In Galatians 2, Paul told a story. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy, so that by their hypocrisy even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? That's the voice of David Suchet reading from Galatians chapter 2. In a moment, we're going to look at this striking story in Scripture, and we'll see how Peter answered Paul's question. And then after the program, I'd like to send you the documentary hosted by David Suchet called In the Footsteps of Peter. And I really want to send you this two-hour-long documentary that will take you to places that Peter worked and where Peter lived. And as you follow in his footsteps, I know your faith will be strengthened. You'll see how God used an ordinary man like Peter to spread the gospel. Call us after the program. Make your fiscal year-end gift. Help us reach our budget for this year and to help us keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Our number is 800 800- Six five four, twenty eight thirty six, or if you remember it a little more easily, it's eight hundred sixty five Haven, or come visit our website, watch the outstanding trailer from the documentary, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org for in the footsteps of Peter, and if you didn't get in the footsteps of Paul from us last year. We have that in a special bundle with the Peter documentary for your minimum fiscal year-end gift. 
Ask about it when you call or read more about it when you go online. Now let's start the program. And we open with Casting Crowns. Jesus, friend of sinners, we have strayed so far away. We cut down people in your name, but the sword was never ours to swing. Jesus, friend of sinners, the truth's become so hard to see. The world is on their way to you, but they're tripping over me. Always looking around but never looking up, I'm so double-minded. A plank-eyed saint with dirty hands and a heart divided. Oh, Jesus, friend of sinners, open our eyes to the world at the end of our pointing fingers. Let our hearts be led by mercy. Help us reach with open hearts and open doors. Oh, Jesus, friend of sinners, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Jesus, friend of sinners. to remember we are all the least of these let the memory of your mercy bring your people to their knees nobody knows what we're for only what we're against when we judge the wounded what if we put down our signs crossed over the lines and love like you
I hope you believe that. Jesus, friend of sinners, by casting crowns, opening haven today, and a program called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris. Just a little bit before our first song, we heard the story in Galatians where Paul challenged Peter about the way he was treating Gentiles. Peter had been through this before. The Lord had confronted him in a vision three times, showed him that there is no such thing as unclean when it comes to animals or people. The Lord showed Peter that no one is out of reach when it comes to preaching the gospel. And Peter listened. He went to Cornelius, a Gentile, and he preached the gospel. Cornelius and his family were saved. Peter baptized that family. It was an amazing scene of unity and of the power of Jesus to break through cultural and religious barriers. A strong message for us here in the West, where there was a constant division among racial and political lines. Jesus breaks through and teaches us to put an end to prejudice. He teaches us that we can't predetermine who is worthy of hearing the gospel. Even after Peter saw Cornelius converted to Christ, he struggled with this. When members of the circumcision party came to town, Peter immediately withdrew. That's what Paul said. Peter had been eating with Gentiles. He had been treating them as full members of Christ's body. But once that circumcision party came to town, that all changed. Well, you know what? We can all act like that, too. We like to put on faces. Peter did, too. But Paul saw right through it. And he called him out for it. Now, it wasn't a hateful confrontation. Paul loved his brother Peter. But it was a confrontation that Peter needed to hear so he could be healed from this hurtful, harmful behavior. A few details of this scene from Peter's life stand out that I think we should pay attention to. The first is that Paul confronted Peter face to face. We don't like conflict, really. We'd rather send a text or worse, post a comment or a status on Facebook to stick it to our perceived enemies. Paul wasn't like that. He saw Peter sinning, treating his Gentile brothers and sisters like they were unclean and unfit to share a meal with. So he called him out right then and there. We need that. Not only do we need to be brave enough to stand for justice and righteousness in the moment when we see a brother or sister sinning, but we also need to be receptive to that kind of confrontation. I didn't go to law school, but I can become a world-class defense lawyer when I am accused of something. Maybe you can relate. Immediately, my mind goes to counter-arguments. My mind goes to reasons why my behavior was justified. Instead of simply saying sorry, repenting of my hurtful behavior, and seeing how I can help fix the situation, I'm prone to just dig in my heels. And that makes things worse. It doesn't seem like Peter dug in his heels, but he was tempted to, I'm sure. We need to be receptive to correction even if it's a little embarrassing or even painful to admit. But there is something else that stands out from this confrontation. Paul says that Peter drew back from the Gentiles because he was afraid of the circumcision party. 
that party, a group of Jewish Christians who argued that a believer in Jesus couldn't fully be saved until they underwent the same ritual that all Jewish boys must undergo. Circumcision was the mark of the covenant, they said. And if anyone thinks they belong to the Jewish Messiah, they need to have the mark. They were strict about following the Old Testament law, even while professing faith in Jesus as their Messiah. Peter didn't want their criticism or judgment, so we're told he withdrew. His fear of them gave way to his mistreatment of others. Now I've got to tell you, that describes so many of us. It can sure describe me. So many of us mistreat our neighbors, not because we hate them and actively want to see them suffer, but because we're just afraid. We're afraid of what others might say if they see us spending time with those people, whoever those people are for you. If others saw us taking their side, advocating for them, loving them, what would they say? The fear of ridicule, judgment, or rejection leads us down the safe road Peter went down. The circumcision party had followers, and Peter got spooked. But earlier in his ministry, actually just after he witnessed the Holy Spirit save a room full of Gentiles, he met up with this circumcision party. Acts 11 tells us what happened. The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them? Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them, as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? And when they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, 
Even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. David Suchet again, reading to us out of Acts 11. Peter had already proved to the circumcision party that the Lord had abolished those walls of division. He had already shown everyone that the Lord was in the business of saving all kinds of people, not just the ones we think he should. And it raises a question for us. Are we more like the circumcision party? Do we have a pre-approved list of who's allowed to enter our churches, who we will allow to eat with us? Do we avoid certain people? Hard questions, but questions needing answered. Because this wasn't just hurtful behavior on Peter's part. When in Galatians 2, he withdrew from the Gentiles out of fear. Paul said this behavior was out of step with the gospel. The gospel proves that prejudice is ungodly. It was wrong for Peter to capitulate in the face of criticism and pressure to conform. It's wrong for us to do the same. It's out of step with the gospel. The gospel says that all are welcome to come to the Lord to find rest and salvation. Anyone is welcome as long as they come by faith and come in the name of Jesus. We have no right to limit who can hear or who can participate in the glory of that good news. Peter's life shows us the ups and downs of Christian living. He was a strong believer, always quick to act and to speak up on behalf of Jesus. But he was also a flawed man who needed help along the way, just like you and me. So we can turn to the Lord in prayer. We can ask him to confront us and to send our friends to confront us as well. We can ask him to make us receptive to his grace. Peter needed to be rebuked more than once, and actually so do we. But every time we are rebuked, we are reminded once again that the good news of Jesus is for sinners, sinners like us. Peter's life reminds us of the Savior. His life tells us about the greatest story ever told, the great story that's all about Jesus. Take all I have in these hands and multiply, God, all that I am and find my heart on the altar again. Set me on fire, set me on fire, oh, take all. I have in these hands and multiply, God, all that I am and find my heart on the altar again. Set me on fire, well, set me on fire, here I am, God. for me, you won't forsake me, you will be with me. 
Redmond joined by Tasha Cobbs and Gracefully Broken. I like that title here on Haven Today in the Footsteps of Peter. Earlier, we heard an excerpt from the documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. We also heard David Suchet talking with an expert about Peter's importance in the early days of Christianity. And when you actually see it, where Peter walked and talked, you will better understand his story and how it points us to the great story found in Jesus. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history, a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. Wow, look at these! We know him as Saint Peter, mentioned more times in the New Testament than anyone except Jesus. Peter's character and what motivates him has always intrigued me. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life, revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. Originally produced for the BBC, In the Footsteps of Peter is hosted by David Suchet. The same David Suchet who played Hercule Poirot on the BBC, and who does the narration for the Jesus Storybook Bible. I know that as you watch this film, your faith will be encouraged. It'll even grow. You'll see that if the Lord could use a simple fisherman like Peter to bring great revival into the world, he can use you and me too. Would you call us right now? Would you make your fiscal year-end gift to Haven today? But ask for In the Footsteps of Peter. And the number you can call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the film's trailer, and then you can make your gift for the DVD at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And remember, if you want both in the footsteps of Peter and in the footsteps of Paul, we have both documentary DVDs and a special bundle for your minimum gift to the ministry. Ask about it when you call. Read more about it when you go online. 
I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Jesus once told a story about a wealthy young man who took his inheritance early and ran away from his family. He then squandered his wealth. He became destitute, and returning home in shame was his only option. And he was expecting to be rejected. But it says that while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Now what about you? Are you, are you very far from God? Do you expect that if you came asking for forgiveness, God would reject you? Jesus told this story so that you could know the truth. God is waiting to run and embrace you too. Spend daily time in God's word. Visit getanchor.com.